Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devaraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. In today's episode, I am interviewing Claire Plafitis, an Ayurveda consultant from the UK. And she is also the author of the book Balance Your Agni. Claire is a passionate student, teacher and a coach of Ayurveda. In this podcast, she explains her journey of how she came out of her migraine because of Ayurveda and how that changed her career from an aspiring musician to an Ayurveda coach. We also discuss her book Balance Your Agni and some important steps we all can integrate into our daily life. There is a common saying among the Ayurvedic doctors in India. The whole purpose of Ayurveda is to protect the agni of a patient. Hope you will enjoy the wisdom we share in this podcast. And now we go over to Claire. Hello Claire, welcome to my podcast. So happy to have you in this interview. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So I'm so looking forward to have this interview and also some show notes about your book uh, which I really love the topic balance your agni instead of finding your dosha which is so common so I'm so looking forward to understand about how what got you to write this book and what is your journey and story behind becoming an ayurvedic practitioner so claire i'm curious to know your story as a westerner what got you into ayurveda well it's it's quite a long story it starts about 20 years ago i'd say uh, mm-hmm. when i was about 17 or 18 and i was preparing to go off to university and to leave home for the first time and i had suffered for many years with really severe migraine mm-hmm. so i would get a lot of these every month and they would be quite debilitating i'd have to lie in a dark room for a couple of days i would vomit so they were really weren't very pleasant and before i left home i sort of wanted to try and find some other solutions of how to manage them ideally get rid of them but just manage them would have been good at that stage so we we'd obviously been to the doctor i'd been given lots of medication lots of different hormones to try and sort them out and i tried lots of other what we'd call alternative remedies and things and then i came across ayurveda and i think in in the uk sort of 20 years ago it, it wasn't really very well known at all it's definitely people have much more awareness about it now but back then there wasn't much information and i think at the time the books that i read i found it very difficult to kind of understand how you know things like you, you try and work out your dosha according to the shape of your teeth or something and i think well how does this help my migraine so i, I kind of got a bit stuck with it i suppose and it took another yeah it took another 18 20 years um i went off and did different things the migraines continued um went off and did different things but then it was in 2016 that really i had a kind of big life changing moment so i became a mother for the first time i gave birth to our daughter and a few weeks later i lost my own mother she had a ovarian cancer so she passed away so it was these two really big monumental life changes um all at once coming all at once and you know my health wasn't so good back then i was feeling quite low after the birth i knew i wasn't in good shape and all i can describe it as being was like one of these light bulb 
moments where something just kept coming into my mind, this word Ayurveda. And I just, I couldn't ignore it anymore. And I thought, right, I have to go away. I have to commit to studying this properly, find a teacher, find a place to study and learn about it. And so I did, and it completely changed my life. And it got rid of the migraines. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have migraines anymore, but it was more than that. It was, it was a time when I think I was feeling a little bit unsure which way life was going to take me, what I wanted to do. My, my job as a, a music agent wasn't fulfilling anymore. Something was missing. And not only did it kind of save me in terms of health and my well-being, but it, it saved me in terms of giving me a, a, a new purpose mm -hmm. um, in life. So that was my sort of long story to getting to this point. <laughs> I think I've seen many healers, you know, it's the, their own recovery from an illness that mm. bring out the healer inside of them. <laughs> and, and I see many people in Ayurveda, when I ask them what got you into Ayurveda, and they would say, you know, I went to this doctor, I went to that doctor, nothing helped. And then mm -hmm, I came across mm -hmm. Ayurveda and then it got me out and then I became passionate about this. Yeah, yeah absolutely and it's a beautiful thing and it means i i like to share that story of that i was ill as you know i had a disorder as well and it got me better because then i think patients can see oh okay this i can relate to this person then maybe they can help me because they know what it's like they've been there and so that's why i like to share the story of kind of what see, happened like and to, how i got here into your book uh, and you know the the insights of your book but before that could you just share how what helped you come out of migraine i mean the aspects of ayurveda mm. incorporated in your life because this is such yeah. a common problem and when you say you know i came out of migraine mm. you're like oh my god mm -hmm. how did you manage that okay we mm -hmm. do a lot in my practice and they come out but from someone who have had this real issue and how you came out i'm quite yeah. curious how you will share about your experience how we did it well uh, i am i think my prakriti is strongly pitta mm -hmm. and uh, for me the migraines were very much the case of aggravated pitta in my body and it was i can see now that it is a mixture of having a very kind of pitta environment as a child even a lot of uh, pressure to achieve certain things i was a musician growing up so there was always this pressure to perform to do things perfectly you know no mistakes could be made there's this kind of control element with the pitta so that manifested itself in the body as as the migraines and but secondly my diet my diet like like so many of my fellow westerners is very uh, heavily into red meats um using a lot of chili mm -hmm. uh using a lot of tomatoes which but for me, uh, very heating, very acidic. So, you know, there was, no, there was no other doctor, there was no other type of healing that would have said to me, you need to take tomatoes out of your diet. Mm. You know, I never would have dreamed, this would never be a thing that you, I'd never heard about. You know, you hear, oh, cut out sugar, cut out gluten, all of these kind of things. So anyway, I followed a, a pitta pacifying diet. Uh, so you mean when you say pitta pacifying, this. just for you know, if there are some mm. listeners who don't understand this, yes, yes. So you mean all the non-heat producing food, if I'm exactly, guessing. exactly, all of yeah, all of those things, and you know, they made up ninety-nine percent of my diet. So mm. of course, 
it's often we find you, you know with patients you, you tell them you can't eat this you can't eat this and they say oh but that's everything that i eat <laughs> and there's the problem <laughs> uh and of course addressing the agony addressing the the digestive fire in my body which was probably non-existent it, it was it was not working efficiently there was too many toxins had built up and it just you know the whole system needed a, a reset i suppose and so it was a long process it didn't it fix overnight like so, to a doctor and then it changed you know you have to change your lifestyle you change your diet yeah. and as a result yeah. no migraine the migraines are gone and you know you see some things more instantly so your energy is better your sleep is better your mood is is better but i would say in all honesty it was 6 months of making this commitment to these changes and then i could say i am completely free of migraines so it's a process and you and you have to you have to be a little bit committed to doing it, it so there's no pill that you can take what other aspects in your lifestyle were also changed you know you said one is you know you moved to a non heat producing food and then also you said that you got rid of uh yes uh, and also you improved your sleep what else did change I think the very you know this very thing of discovering ayurveda and the, the principles of of what that meant in terms of healing and lifestyle and it just it made me stop and look at my whole life um the job i was doing it wasn't giving me any pleasure anymore it was very stressful intense job a lot of work in front of a screen and for me it did not suit my dosha i suppose it didn't suit who i was and so all of these things had to change so it wasn't just changing the food it was changing that whole lifestyle element of the job the stress the working very very long hard hours um and i'm you know i i'm so happy now that i made those changes because it was not suiting me it was making me unwell so <laughs> so all of that changed and then the migraine was gone and then the migraine is gone <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> fantastic so now coming to your book you know uh, by the way to all the listeners this is a beautiful insightful book a short read you could finish the whole book within 2 and 1/2 hours and you'll get a lot of insights about improving the concept of agni and just to explain the word agni actually means fire but in ayurveda it means your metabolism your ability to convert food into energy and also eliminating the waste all of this comes in in a cellular level not just with your food in every aspect and what i love about the concept that you mentioned in your book is the sanskrit term roga sarve bi mandagna which actually means every disease has its origin with an inefficient agni or inefficient metabolism now mm. let's talk about that mm. so <laughs> so i'm sure you know as you also coach you help people come out of inefficient agni in fact there is also a saying one of my professors would say the whole purpose of ayurveda is to protect the agni of a person because once that is protected that will protect everything else so in today's right. lifestyle where do you feel the agni is what is contributing to this inefficient agni i think certainly i, I can talk about that uh, from a western perspective what is causing that is is our first of all our inability to just stop and sit down and eat nicely there's such a culture of fast f- 
fast. Everything is so fast, isn't it? Fast pace of life, everything. And food is so much at the bottom of people's to-do lists. Mm -hmm. So they will grab, uh, you know, they will grab a croissant on the way to work with a coffee and they'll eat it on the go. Then they grab a cold salad and a cold smoothie at lunchtime and, and eat it at their desk while they're doing emails. And then, you know, lunch, dinner time, they're too tired to cook, so they order a takeaway. And this, this is the culture. This is the way most of us eat over here. Yeah. And you have to think, hang on a minute, if there's this, this metabolic fire, imagine it's a literal fire burning in your body, a little flame. Think about the things that it needs to burn nicely, not too brightly, not smoldering too low, but just to give you energy, good energy throughout the day at the very least. You need to think everything that goes in, hang on, what's that coffee doing? What's that cold salad doing? What's this, you know, greasy fried takeaway doing? And uh, I, think, I think just the idea of digestion being at the root of all your wellness, it's just not a concept that we really have got hold of yet I don't think because if you if you eat too much you can take a tablet to get rid of indigestion you know mm -hmm. you, oh you can just fix it with a pill so who cares carry on eating that way and so I think really it's it's a it's um it's a cultural thing and added to which um you know I think a, a lot of people find western food is very bland we don't use uh, the kind of culinary spices that you use in India. And you know you use them not only because they taste good and they'll balance the six tastes that we need in Ayurveda, but also because they will be aiding digestion and helping your Agni to further cook that food and process that food. So we have very bland, boring food <laughs> and we eat it too quickly on the go. And I think, it's, I think that at the very simplest level, these are things I ask um, patients to kind of look at and, and address and change those habits a little bit. I think you really put it well. I think the culture that we live in is like a non-Agni supporting culture that we have. Mm. And, and then there's also saying, you know, uh, how much respect we give to the food, that much energy we're going to get. And if you don't respect your food, it's going to really mm -hmm. mess up your Agni as well. Mm -hmm. and, and I really like that analogy that you used in your book. You're talking about a candle and how to look at that candle. And if something goes wrong with the candle, how do we protect it? And what are the factors? You're talking about if we put some cold. And one thing that I want to reemphasize, you talk about the cold beverages and the cold food, mm -hmm. frozen mm -hmm. food. Can you explain mm -hmm. a bit about that? Putting anything cold on a fire, it makes it go out. Mm -hmm. So my understanding of Ayurveda and, and the, the learning that I've done is that the best thing you can do for your digestion in your body is to have warm food, warm drinks, at least room temperature drinks. I think a lot of, um, you know, I think Chinese medicine, they support this, this idea as well. So it's, it's in a lot of the kind of ancient practices about warming things. So if you're hungry and your Agni is sort of waking up, you know, give me some fuel, that fire's coming to life. Don't, don't have a great big glass of cold iced water because the, it just puts it out and then it's not working as nicely. So, and you know, I've certainly just myself find such a big difference. I know when I eat correctly and I have, you know, warm, warm water during the day instead of, I know that I just feel better. It just, everything just 
feels nicer it doesn't it doesn't feel right somehow mm-hmm. and i think when you get patients to swap from those very cold you know things like cold ice cream cold icy drinks and at first they think oh no but i really enjoy those but when they swap they they just feel better because the agony is able to function more correctly so yes very much steering away from the raw food the uncooked food the cold drinks all of these things so when we talk about this raw food uh, you know hmm. talk about the importance of raw food so how do you explain that when it comes to i'm sure you get many clients so i thought raw food is great mm. raw food, i mean in india we don't get so much of questions but i'm mm. sure as a westerner how mm-hmm. do you uh, help them understand that concept so where can we use raw food and where not and how do we put the concept of ayurveda there yeah so most people who come to see me they come because they have disorders and if they have disorders then we find the agni is not uh, it's not balanced it's not working correctly so i think really i try to explain that a all of that raw food that you're consuming so you know you think oh i'm having these raw vegetables so i must be getting lots of vitamins and minerals from them and i explain that actually the best way to get the the most amount of nutrients from your food is for your agni to be working correctly and then you will absorb and it will go to all the tissue levels otherwise it's just passing straight through you you're not actually getting any of those nutrients you need your agni to work nicely so cook the food you know stir fry the vegetables you don't have to boil them to within an inch of their life they just need to be a little bit cooked use some herbs and spices you know cook them in a in the curry or something to to get a bit of flavor as well that's the other thing um it's so dull to just eat a salad right it's just it's not satisfying um and I think that the raw food, you know, I think it it can be okay on occasion if you know that you have good, strong digestion. Exactly. But if you're coming for help, then it means probably you're not at that point yet. So listen, you know, listen to your body, listen to what it's telling you, the little signs and symptoms of of what might be going on. And exactly, yeah. I think that's where we have to bring in this concept uniquely mentioned in Ayurveda. It's not what you eat; it's what you digest. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if your digestion is bad, no matter how healthy the food is, it's still not going to help you. Exactly. So, don't they say it's better to have a good digestion and eat rubbish than eat loads of good stuff and have a bad, <laughs> bad digestion or something? <laughs> Try and find something in the middle, I suppose. But. Exactly. I mean, uh, we have to focus on improving the digestion because once that is there, you naturally tend to eat healthy. That's how the rule goes by yes and uh, you know you, you talk about some of the spices that you mention and uh, especially for westerners uh, mm. what are the spices that you would recommend uh, especially today when people are stuck some people are stuck at home and yeah. uh, you know if they are having some some of the digestive disorders if they're having too much gas or let's say they are not hungry feeling hungry because hunger is such an important aspect mm. for mm. measuring your agni so what would you recommend in such situations so i generally recommend as easy home remedies as you say things people have in the kitchen cupboard if that digestion feels very slow very sluggish not really having any hunger then yes we want that means we need to give the digestive fire a little boost perk it up a little bit and i think a very um, well known uh, little ayurvedic remedy for this is to take a little piece of root ginger 
squeeze on some lime juice. I tend to use lime more than lemon because mm -hmm. I find most people in the West here tend to have quite high pitta mm -hmm. and the lime seems to be better for them. So a bit of lime juice squeezed on the ginger, pinch of salt and to chew that before your meal and that will really perk up the agony and get that kind of going nicely. This, so is that one's good for slow this is for people who are having slow digestion and to improve slow. this is for the yeah the slow sluggish digestion and maybe no hunger they say that i don't feel hungry at all and too much of coating in the tongue in such situations mm -hmm. it will help this and you know it's probably more the kind of kappa person anyway so the that root ginger you know will bring some kind of fire uh, to the digestion and then the second thing that I see a lot of is, is the addiction agony. So just too high that, you know, the digestive fire is burning too yeah, high. Too that I feel hungry all reduced. the time. I want to eat all, all the time. Like I want to kill someone if I don't have a sandwich now. So these, <laughs> these kind of patients I am quite cooling herbs. So uh, things like coriander seeds, the whole, whole coriander seed um, mixed with a little bit of fennel. Um, and some fenugreek seeds. So um, toasting those seeds and then grinding them up to make a little powder and having in a little bit of hot water after a meal. There's some bitter taste there, which is very nice for balancing pitta. Uh, and as I say, you know, the fennel and the, uh, the coriander seed have very cooling properties. So this will help to cool that kind of digestion if it's feeling too crazy. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's quite a nice one. I'm sure, see, these are two opposites, like one is slow and one is too fast. Yes, now, and we can have both of them. You know, you could have one one day and another the other day. So, you know, exactly. it's about um, tuning in, isn't it? And figuring out wh which one am I today and what do I need to do to balance that? Exactly. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I, I'm sure you see a lot of patients who come and tell you they're having acidity or heartburn yes. and want to deal with that. Okay, yes. in India, I, see, I have the luxury to prescribe Ayurvedic medications. You know, they just need to get it from a pharmacy, but I'm sure in Western, you don't have... Oh, that must be amazing. <laughs> so what practice <laughs> would you recommend for acidity for someone coming from in Europe? Well, something I, I was told about, um, I, I read a lot about it, actually. So maybe you know too, but the fenugreek, fenugreek seed, sure. uh, so methi. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Half a teaspoon is recommended in some hot water and then to swallow that. And what the fenugreek seeds, uh, they kind of become gelatinous, like gel-like in the body. And that creates a kind of cooling, soothing uh, lubrication almost uh, into the system. So that really, really helps with, with acidity. Uh, have very nice results with yeah, that one. So simple. Pudina. Mm -hmm. That also helps to cool down a little bit but of course when it comes to acidity one of the first things i have to convince them is to get rid of spicy food fried food and too much sugar and if they are into smoking and alcohol that also has to go through but right now what has happened is the modern medicine they just oh just take an antacid and it's going to be fine uh -huh. yeah yeah uh, absolutely you just burp a little bit but it's going to be fine <laughs> keep on eating keep on eating your fried food and your alcohol because you can have this to keep it away but uh, it I've catches been, up eventually exactly <laughs> and i've seen some patients they say that okay whenever i go for a drink to a bar i always take my antacid with me that's how it is 
<laughs> and in the long run, this antacid tablets, it, you know, it destroys the gut microbiome and their acid. Exactly. It also creates back pain because they feel bloated and it also affects that. Mm. Many of the chakras and the long-term benefits, they, I mean, long-term side effects, they don't understand. It's the side effect. In a break, a lot can change just with a little bit of changes with the food. A lot can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure, you know, people who read your book, they will get to know a lot of these herbal formulations that can prepare at home. And yes. another thing, uh, I think you also mentioned a bit about, um, you know, ogres and the immunity. Hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? from a western point of view ogres so oh well where to start with ogres i mean aside from the agni it's for me my understanding it's that you know it's really the second most important thing you can learn about in ayurveda so ogres is is your immunity it's your natural inbuilt immunity and you can be born with good strong ogres and you can abuse your body and destroy those but there are ways that you, if you, you know, you can build on your ogres and you can build that immunity. And what I talk about, you know, I touch on this gently in the book. Um, for me, it has to also come from a slightly higher place. So it's, you know, the simple things of, as you say, respecting your food, choosing good quality food, preparing your food with love sitting down with friends, family that you love, you know, making it a joyful event, having gratitude for your food. Again, another thing in the West, I think maybe we don't always have enough gratitude that we have this delicious food on our plates. And I think just even being in that mindset can help to build good ogres because it's, it's the last part of the, of the process when you eat the food the Agni will do its thing with the food, you know, nourish the seven tissue levels. And the last thing that we produce are these eight drops of Ayurveda, of, of eight drops of ogres. So it says in Ayurveda. And these, to, to get to that point, obviously you have to have the good Agni. You have to be eating the good food and you have to eat it in the right frame of mind. Mm -hmm. um, if you sit and eat angrily and, and stressed out and kind of, you know, hunched up and... Argh, you're not going to produce good ogres you're not going to have that that immunity that protection so yeah i talk i talk about it in, in that way in the book i just think it's a really nice thing for people to take away and it's it's something that's not difficult i don't think for people to do to just stop spend a few minutes before you eat just thinking about this food is here to nourish me i'm grateful for this this food i'm grateful the people i'm sharing it with and and that's a nice way to build some ogres and immunity. I think we can also frame, I mean, define ogres as it is the ultimate benefit when you have good agni for a long period. Yes. Because when we have a good agni, ogres is the side benefit of that. Yes. And you can see ogres. Like when I look at you here on the screen now, like you, you are glowing with all the good ogres. You can just see it. The people that have this, it's, it's a really beautiful thing to see. And you know, and you know when a patient comes and they don't, they look depleted. And you can see this person needs some building up. They need to build yeah. up the ogres. They say one of the best places to understand ogres is looking into a person's eyes. Eyes, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So how can people reach out to you? So do you do online sessions or 
I do, yes. So um, I have a website, www.theayurvedacoach.com, or one word. And I see patients all around the world on Zoom, uh, which is great. And uh, obviously, I'm on Instagram as well. So it's at the underscore Ayurveda underscore coach. So you can follow me on there, chat to me on there if you have questions. Um, and I'm just there doing all this kind of stuff, posting up little remedies, little recipes of food, different things, um, and just tips on what you can do and how you can incorporate Ayurveda into your life. Fantastic. And also, I'll put the details in my show notes and also the link for your book, Balance Your Agni. And thank you so much, Claire, for being in this podcast. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you.